Now we'll be having a chat with Emily Moncrief, the producer and host of Voices in the Attic, a cross-genre open mic night in Melbourne. Ebony is also a performance poet, a poetry slam champion, a motivational speaker and a creative writing teacher. I sound busy, don't I? Oh, <laughs> My goodness. Thank you so much for taking some time to join us here. Thanks for having me. So you founded Voices in the Attic in 2014. Talk me through that. How did, how did that come about? How did you decide to do that? I'll see if brevity can be the order of the day for this story. I started doing poetry in about June, July of 2013. And like a lot of people who do poetry, they're using it as a release. It ends up being this healing mechanism for them. And that started to happen for me and through my healing I was connected through all of these amazing people in the spoken word community here in Melbourne and my reaction to being becoming a part of that community was to give back to the community to create another space for expression for healing for connection but with voices in the attic I wanted it to be slightly different than other spoken word events at the time and by saying, by what I mean by that, I was inviting voices from all sort of performance elements. So there was poetry, musicians, comedians, theater people, any sort of person who was doing a performing art who wanted to use the space to be creative and experiment and share their art. Great. So you're talking about it being a cathartic healing process for some people, getting up there on stage. Definitely. And as an artist, you know, you're bearing your soul with other people whatever the medium you know you hear it you Mm -hmm. see it you read it but when you're on stage with the mic you're experiencing it live you're experiencing it with them so how much does the atmosphere of the place shape your performance that's a that's an interesting question because I if I can take voices in the attic just specifically and then I'll take it to a broader context with other environments and other spoken word events. So with voices in the attic, you walk into Ferdy Dirk, that's where it's held off Tattersall Lane and it just breathes this sort of funky, romantic, just community vibe. It's this close quarters, these big beautiful windows exposed brick and it's just it's absolutely gorgeous and you feel very comfortable immediately walking into the space but a lot of the atmosphere and I and I can take credit for this and people have said this to me that you know being a space holder I do a really beautiful job making sure that everyone who comes in feels welcome they feel as if they're worthy and they're wanted and they deserve to share on the mic and that atmosphere is something as a space holder as the host of the event that is bled out for me onto the audience and it's a very attentive audience they're so present they are literally hanging off every word every sound if it's a musician that's coming towards them and it's a really beautiful space and you take that to the broader context there are so many different events specifically spoken word events happening around happening around Melbourne that you can find out through this beautiful organization called Melbourne Spoken Word if you're at all curious to see what's going on any night of the week and each one of them has their own identity and it's quite fun to navigate through these spaces and see familiar faces and then see some different people who only gravitate towards certain events and each space holder brings something 
something completely different, but they all are welcoming environments where people do feel inclusive and worthy. So what you're saying, I guess, is it's not it's about the people, but it's also about the space. The space is just as important. I definitely think place informs identity completely. I wrote a poem about it, <laughs> you know, and because just taking Melbourne and me being here, I grew up in Alabama and, you know, there's a lot of historical things that come to mind when you hear about Alabama and me being a person of color coming from that space. It completely affected me and living there with a lot of the the racism and closed-mindedness, you know, made me grow up in a certain way. But when I moved away and moved out west, I lived in Arizona and Colorado, and I started to see different mindsets of people in America. You know, I started to change as well and sort of to shed some of those negative the negative mental trajectory that I was on because I grew up in a certain place. And then when I came to Melbourne, I wasn't doing anything overly creative. I'd always wanted to write. It was something that I thought about doing as a child, but again, never thought I was worthy, never thought I was good enough. And I got here and I saw all of these extremely creative people dressing how they want to dress, doing what they want to do, making jobs out of anything, you know, being a poet slash this slash that, because I think that's what a lot of people here in Melbourne are. They're not just one thing. And it allowed me to develop multiple facets of my identity. And this place completely has informed and helped me shape who I am. Awesome. And so you grew up in Alabama. Yes. You're now in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. What sort of differences have you found here in terms of how people perform poetry or how people explore words? Well, I did not start performing until I came here. And that just another influential element of Melbourne. It helped to bring out that dormant creative side that had been craving to come out and just as um, was said earlier about, you know, Miranda July, you just didn't know how to get it out. You know, it's there. It wants to surface and be a part of you because it is a part of you. It just wants to be a visible part of you. And just being around all of the creativity in Melbourne, all of the the supportive uh, spoken word community here that was able to come out. So I really don't have a point of reference to compare it to back in Alabama because that was this was this is an existence I wasn't living when I was living there. No, fair enough. What about some of the most memorable performances at Voices in the Attic? Do you have a favourite? Oh. Do you have a couple of favourites? I have a few. I mean, uh, (laughs) this question is terribly, terribly difficult to choose, but... Because because as you said, I mean, especially with spoken word, anyone who comes to voices, you know, musicians included, but there is something about that nakedness and rawness with just having a microphone and just having your voice. So uh, many of the performances... The uh, one of the the one who the uh, person who performed at the two year anniversary of Voices in the Attic, which was just on the ninth of February. Her name is Deborah Emmanuel, and she's a Singaporean poet. And she sent chills through my body. And there have been a few times that that has happened in Voices in the Attic space and outside of it. But her stories were just so revealing and so raw and she has this strength and this power and this beautiful femininity that comes through every single word that comes out of her mouth and you are just transfixed from moment one and she's just she's a powerhouse and I was so fortunate to have her share in that space. 
It sounds amazing. Yeah, I'm sure it must be quite difficult for you to, you know, pick or talk about just one, just one person. You're listening to Artsman on Sin. We are speaking with Ebony Moncrief from Voices in the Attic. So, Ebony, tell me, what's your favourite part of performance poetry? Ooh. You know, oh, do I have to just choose one part? <laughs> There's a few... A few elements. So before the actual performance even happens, the writing process, and my favorite part about the writing process is the editing process. So you have, for me, I'll have a piece that's sort of floating around in my mind for, it could be a week, a month, six months, who knows, and it seems as if my writing just seems to inform that piece. So I could, on a Monday, write something, and then two weeks later, on a different Monday, write something, and then go back and look at it, and said, okay, these ideas, these themes are interconnected in some way and I start shaping and morphing these pieces into something that's a little bit more cohesive and that's fun in and of itself but I really love taking the fat out of it making things more concise making it just a little bit more eloquent and going through my amazing thesaurus that I have I found this thesaurus a year or two ago in an op shop and it's a thesaurus where you have let's say you looked up elusive and you looked up the, the word in the back of the book and then it'll have multiple entries so it'll say refer to page 176 239 8 or entry rather entry 176 entry 239 entry 858 and you go to those entries and you see the definition of the word that you already know and not even definition but you see words that are connected that you already know about the word elusive but then you go to a different entry and it brings up a whole nother context and understanding of this word and then I can take that and it just completely shifts the piece in a different direction so that's a really fun part about just getting the performance ready and it's just something about being in a space and having that microphone, because I've been doing this, it'll be three years in the middle of the year, I still get nervous. I host Voices in the Attic twice a month and am fortunate enough to perform regularly around Melbourne, but I still get really anxious and nervous, and five minutes before performance, my heart is just racing, and you can feel the sweat on my palms and all of that, and there's just something beautiful about embracing that and letting all the fear go and owning what it is that you have to say in being being unafraid and unapologetic about it I think that's the best part it's just getting it out and not letting things fester in your head or bothering you because often when words are spoken that's when the healing kind of happens and that's what I've just noticed about that space it is again you can get everything out you all the voices all the negative thought all the doubt all the love all the glory everything is not just bad things it's about sharing positivity as well but a lot of it is coming from a negative space because you need to get it out and you may not feel that you can share it with people in your life but it, there's something about just being able to say it to a group, a group of strangers so that that's the beautiful part that that release that comes through performance and what's your advice to young people thinking about getting into uh, performance poetry or stepping up on an open mic night? Just do it. 
don't. <laughs> I know. I know it sounds so simple, but really, what's the worst that could happen? You, what you forget your words? Okay, that happened to me the first time I, pre- pre- I performed in a slam, but I just stood there and the audience members just clicked and clicked and clicked, which was wheeling wheeling my words back to me, and it's just. You know, be bold, be brave. We have one life as far as we know to live. So why? Because I think I think a lot of the hesitation comes from fear of judgment, fear of being exposed in front of people. And, oh, what is somebody going to think if they know that I think this way or that I've done something like this? And But we're all human. Nobody is 100% clean in any way. Like I've said things that I probably shouldn't. I can't say I wish I wouldn't have because that's a regret. And it's out there now. And everything can be a learning experience, any action, any misword spoken. It's all growth. It's all about, you know, getting to the core of yourself and making yourself better the next time you're in a situation. So I would just say to any young person, you know, just be unafraid, play with the different parts of your identity, say different things, try different things, and just know that, you know, you are supported. There are a community of people out there that are going to continue to help you and uplift you. And we're here and we're waiting to receive your words. That's very inspiring. So Voices in the Attic takes place every second and fourth Tuesday of the month yes. at the Ferdy Duke from 7pm to 10pm. Yes, so exactly. Second and fourth Tuesday of every month at Ferdy Dirk, which is at 31 Tattersall Lane, smack dab in Chinatown, and yeah, we start at 7 o'clock, and it's a tight night, too. I am, I'm that person who is very much timekeeper. Not that I'm pushing people off the stage at a certain time, but I'm very cognizant. It's a Tuesday night, and not everyone who comes to that space is a creative person who doesn't have a 9 to 5, so, you know, it's very, there's a beautiful format, there's a beautiful structure to it, and I think that that event thrives with that. And we talked before about you being very busy, Mm. and you've got a new venture coming up. Do you want to tell us a bit about that? I do. So launching this Thursday, which is the 17th, is a new event called Voices from the Basement, you know, trying to stay in line with that whole voices and sharing, because it's it is an extension of Voices in the Attic in the sense that it's about community connection, it's about expression, it's about the potential of collaboration. And the difference about this night is that this is a more musical-oriented night. It's a curated showcase. And Voices in the Attic is an 11-spot open mic with two features. So anyone can get up across those mediums that we talked about before, comedy, uh, theater, music, poetry. But this is a curated night, and there are going to be two feature artists, all musicians, and they'll get 30 to 40 minutes set each and it's going to be this beautiful night with little interjections of ebony before each feature with me sort of doing experimentations with music and just because that's what I really want people to see me modeling what I ideally want from the night and that's like I'm doing I'm doing a master's of teaching as well and that's what we always talk about with the kids you know if you want anyone to follow suit or if you want them to believe something you do have to model the behavior that you want to see specifically in a classroom when you're talking about molding young minds which is the reason why you know you see a lot of kids doing things that aren't that desirable because they are modeling the behavior that they're seeing from adults if that makes sense so you know in that space I want to experiment I want to try different things as well and hopefully through 
me bringing in musicians to partner with me, they can also partner with other people in the community. They say, oh, wow, this double bass player is absolutely amazing. How can his work or her work be integrated into mine? And that that's the sort of thing that I want. I want to get conversations started. I want it to be more than just an event where people just come and, like, yeah, come listen to music. That's a beautiful thing because people are sharing and you should receive their gift. But if you are a creative person, like how can you get your juices flowing and how can you take your art to the next step by being in this space? And I understand you're going to perform a piece of poetry for us here today. Yes. Yeah? Yep. Beautiful. Okay, well, we're going to do that right now then. Oh, one more thing about Voices from the Basement, because I did not say this. It's at New Amsterdam, which is off Hardware Street in... Um, in the CBD, and it's going to be held the third Thursday of every month. So, yes. I feel lost in the world at times. Internal framework called into question. The thoughts in my head, they don't always tell me what I want to hear. You think they and I would be on the same page, that we'd all be one. But that's not always the case. The past gets triggered by current emotion. Thoughts follow, connected, disconnected, disassociated pain. Defense mechanisms are like all machines. Eventually, they will stop working. The process of change is slow. It's hard to cease being something you've always been. Actions, reactions, patterns, memories stored within every inch of the bone. Knee-jerk, instinctual, sometimes impetuous, always reflexive. Done with little paws. Reactionary claws. Self-perpetuating prophecies hold me by the neck. Battling every day to get out. Leaving imprints on the skin. But an imprint... It's just an impression, a surface mark. I can live with a surface mark, an injured warrior still in the fight, taking excess emotion and turning it into energy, building up the discipline, trusting in my choices, traveling lighter and lighter with every breath that I take, lighter and lighter with each thought I forsake. These thoughts are not you. These thoughts are not you. These thoughts are not you. I will not be destroyed by them, consumed by them, confused by them. They will not lead the way. The process of change is slow, and it's definitely not a linear one, not a solitary one. Other wounded warriors, we all intersect, connect at different paces. We're billions of tectonic plates, moving and shifting at all times. Existing, colliding, learning, living together so let's create change together lead by example pitch in in some way imagine close your eyes and do nothing but listen to the sound of my voice feel nothing but the presence of the person next to you and let's imagine Imagine a world where simple things happen, where we make eye contact with a homeless person regardless if it makes you feel uncomfortable, where women are treated as we deserve to be because we literally bleed and endure pain for humanity's existence, where children are treated as innocents, not abused, misused, or consumed, 
where we are simply mindful of one another, understanding that all we need is compassion, forgiveness, and love. Imagine. Imagine. Imagine if each of us does something, we could be heroes. Because if you think about it, we're all just wounded warriors in the midst of the process of change. Amazing. That was beautiful. That was Thank so you. amazing. Thank you so much. Ebony Moncrief, the producer and host of Voices in the Attic across genre open mic night in Melbourne. Uh, she's also organising Voices from the Basement at New Amsterdam, 106 to 112 Hardware Street in Melbourne. That'll be on the 17th. Yes. Beautiful. Looking forward to it. You're listening to Art Smitten. Thank you so much for joining Thank us. Thank you for having me.